Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. My friends, you were on the microphone today with me, Ryan Lee, and I'm excited. In fact, I'm honored to be on the on the microphone with you. No matter where you're at, if you're working out in the gym in the morning, if you're driving in your car, if you're on vacation, if you're with your family, if you're doing chores around the house, wherever it is, wherever it is, welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. I'm going to date stamp this podcast today. Today for me is January 1st, 2022, right? 2022. And it's really an exciting time because like so many of you, I've you know, I've spent the last couple of weeks reflecting on the year that was, all of the things that have come and gone, the, the successes that I've had in my life, the failures that I've had in my life. And I've arrived at the end of the year with a renewed sense of commitment to making my life even better in 2022. And I'm excited for that. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a lot like me, right? You've probably spent time reflecting and wanting more and realizing that you're capable of more, but celebrating where you're at today. We, we call this inside of Cashflow Tactics, living with a sense of blissful dissatisfaction. So my friends, today, this podcast, and over the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to be diving back into the core content of Cashflow Tactics, okay? We've spent the last probably two, three, four, maybe even five months going into a lot of mindset discussion and a lot of just generalized topics and discussion around money, around finance, around living free, all of those different things. But over the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to be myself, I'm going to be bringing on Jimmy and Brad, and we're going to be diving back into the core content. So if you're a brand new listener of Casual Tactics, of the Rise Up Live Free podcast, over the next several podcasts, you're going to really get a deep dive into what we stand for and how we tactically understand and interact with the world to become financially free. So that's really what this is going to be covering over the next several podcasts. So today, what I want to do with you is I want to spend a little bit of time, first and foremost, kind of setting the stage, okay? Because this was a big epiphany for me when I first started my journey to becoming financially free. You know, I'll never forget, um, I followed all of the rules, a lot like probably many of you. I, I, I wasn't afraid to work hard. I wasn't afraid to um, to follow the rules, I guess you could say. And I thought that if I did everything I was told to do, if I worked hard and if I was smart, then ultimately at the end of the day, money would be the reflection of all of that. And I remember, you know, going through and saving in my 401k and feeling out of control and watching it go up and watching it go down. And I arrived at a point in my life where I realized I personally could not continue to make the trade-offs and sacrifices I was making in the corporate world for the amount of unpredictability I was having in my personal financial plan. Yes, I was making money, but I could not for the life of me predict or impact if my 401k was ever going to work out. And the more I picked up my eyes and started looking around at people that were 20, 30, sometimes 40 years ahead of me, and I started to see that the disastrous results that they were getting, I started to realize, man, I'm on the same path as everyone else. But yet somehow, some way, I'm expecting a different result. And this caused me 
to number one, kind of go through the five stages of grief. I was mad. I was sad, all the things. But once I accepted that there was a problem with how my personal finances was, was working, it also opened me up to find the solution. And I started reading books. I started diving in and I started realizing and understanding that most financial information out there is just the same information, just regurgitated in a different way, right? I mean, everything I was looking at in the beginning was how to, you know, diversify better, how to, um, you know, pick the right stocks, how to do all these things that I didn't really feel like I have any control over. But I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many of you I know have read that book. But for me, this was kind of a light bulb moment, like it, like it probably was for a lot of you, that so much of what I thought I knew about money was wrong. And the more I clinged to those inaccurate beliefs around money, the, the more my reflection of those beliefs was going to reflect disastrous results. And I wasn't getting what I wanted. So I realized I had to go in and start changing my beliefs around what money is, what it represented, and ultimately how to use this new rewired sense of belief about money in a more productive way to get what I want. So all of that, what this comes into... If you've been one of the fortunate people to come to one of our events or join one of our masterminds or for whatever reason have some of the swag that we give out here at Casual Tactics, you know, I believe I believe we started Casual Tactics for the sole intent. Yes, we want to make people financially free or help people become financially free, but we wanted to give out a lot of cool swag and a lot of gear. And so if you have some Casual Tactics swag, you likely have one of the pieces of swag where it's our it's our complete logo of our company, right? And there's a triangle in the middle of the logo. And I'm going to talk about why we use a triangle at another podcast. But underneath the triangle, there's four tenets. There's four things that we stand for as it relates to money. Okay. So number one, we talk about production. Number two, it's protection. Number three, it's profit. And number four, it's prosperous. So I'm going to be talking about all four of those tenets that we stand for inside of Casual Tactics in this podcast today. But the first thing I want to share with you before we dive into those four tenets of, of cash flow tactics, we have to start to have a better understanding of what money is and what it represents. Now, um, in, inside of the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when Robert Kiyosaki talked about this idea that savers are losers, I remember that was such a mind-bending concept for me. And on the surface now, I take it for granted that I had to really, really analyze my belief around money and, and reform my belief around money to understand what he was saying. Because I thought that if I worked hard and saved hard, one day, everything would work out for me. One day, I'd be able to retire. That was my belief around money. Um, as I examined that belief, I realized it wasn't serving me well. It wasn't helping me get what I wanted, nor was it helping the people that I was modeling my life and my actions after. It wasn't helping them either. So I wanted to build a new belief around money. And as I started studying money and started trying to figure out what it is and what it represented, I thought I knew what money was, right? I have money in the bank account or I don't, right? Plain and simple. But at the end of the day, the reason Robert Kiyosaki talked about this idea that savers are losers is he talks about money has changed. And he talks, and I can't remember if he talked about it or we just talk about it in casual tactics, probably a little bit of both. But we talk about this idea that money is a game, right? And you have to understand the rules of the game to be able to win in money. So what is what what, what is money? What does it represent? And why have the rules of money changed first and foremost? Well, number one, if we rewound time for maybe, I don't know, 100 years, okay, 100 years, let's let's take it all the way back to 1920s. In the 1920s, if I showed up in any city in the in the U.S. or any rural area or anywhere else, I could use my my skills, talents, and abilities. Whatever I've developed as my skills, talents, and abilities, whether I'm a mechanic 
whether I'm a farmer, whether I'm a manager, whether I'm a writer, whatever it might be, I could use those skills, talents, and abilities, and I could trade those for to provide services in the world, right? To solve problems, to create value. And that trade of those services would result in me getting money. Okay. Then I could use that money to support the lifestyle that I want. I could put food on the table. I could pay the electricity bills. I could pay for my kid's school. And then hopefully I could take some of that money and save it and one day be able to fund my retirements. Now, back in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, all leading all the way up to 1970, that was a plan that worked and could work for anyone that wanted to follow. In fact, uh, an individual individual didn't need much financial intelligence to be able to operate that plan. Just work, save, right? A percentage of your money. And one day you'll have more money than you started off with. And that money would grow in value and earn interest over time. And, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, I could take that money out of the account that it was in and I could use it to pay for my lifestyle. Now, the reason that worked back then and not today is we all kind of understand today, we just take it for granted that inflation is just part of the way of life. It's just part of the way things work. But inflation didn't always used to be a thing, right? If you were a saver back in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, then guess what? You could save a dollar bill today and pull it out of that savings account a year, 10 years, 20 years down the road, and it would have the same purchasing power as it did when you saved it. And if you earned interest along the way, then you could pull the dollar plus the interest that you earned out and have more money with the same purchasing power as then when you started. So back before the rules changed with money, savers were winners. Savers could actually win in the game of money and money truly was money. It was, it was a currency, not a currency, but it was a, a legal tender that could be used to trade goods and services. And I didn't have to worry about the you know eroding impact of inflation. However, in 1971, in fact, I'm looking at a $20 bill that was printed before 1971. And on the $20 bill, it has a little gold symbol on the side. And it says this is redeemable. It, it, it says in, in gold coin payable to the bar. What am I trying to say here? In gold coin payable to the bearer on demand, which meant I could take the $20 bill that I had and I could exchange it for gold. So the, my $20 bill was the same as having $20 worth of value in gold coins. And what that meant is my $20 or my, my currency, the paper, the money that I had retained its value over time. But in 1971, we chose to go off the gold standard as a country. When I say we say that very lightly, I didn't choose it. You didn't choose it. But yet we have to deal with the impact of it. And since 1971, our money is no longer tied to precious metals. And we're able to just print money on demand, right? And the more money that's printed, the more money that's, that's injected into the economy to try to stimulate the economy, it devalues the money that you and I have. It's, you know, you could consider it a silent tax. It's a way that the federal government manipulates the economy and erodes the purchasing power of our money. So how do we then, if, if our money is not, if we, if we can't save our way to financial freedom, if we can't save our way for retirement, then what do we have to do? Well, in the, in the, I think it was the last podcast, Brad and I talked about the financial freedom formula. We talked about this idea of moving your money, velocitizing your money. Today, I believe money isn't money. Money is currency. Okay. Now, those two words might seem interchangeable to you, but understanding the difference between money, which retained its value over time, and currency is critical, right? Currency, if you think about it, let's think about it in the, in the context of an electrical current or even an ocean wave, right? Think about a current in the ocean, right? In order for that current to have power, what has to happen? Well, it moves. It has to move and build up momentum and current 
over time, and that wave gets bigger and bigger the more it moves. The same with electrical power, right? If I have an electrical current, that current has to move from location to location. If I shut the electrical current off, if I stop the electrical current from flowing, electricity only has potential power, not actual power. So today, our money is kind of like a currency. It has to be moving. It has to be fluid. And we have to master financial IQ in four distinct areas. Okay, so number one, the first area that we have to master our financial IQ and build our financial intelligence in is the area of production. And I want you to think about production as really simple. Okay, people come all the time to Cashflow Tactics, and they're like, "Okay, look, show me how to invest. Where should I put my money? All of that stuff." And yes, there's very there's a lot of power in that. But if you don't invest in production first and foremost, you will always be stuck despite any results that you get in your investing. Because the reality of it is, as a producer, you see the world as an opportunity to learn, to grow, to develop, to expand your possibility through investing in your mindsets, your skill sets, and or your network, right? And if we think about those three areas, you are, my friends, only one mindset, skill set, or connection away from a radically different life. I'm the same way. Like the goals that I have leading into this new year, I know I have to become a new person. I have to invest in my mindsets, my skill sets, and my network in order to create a new version of me to make that reality that I want possible, right? Possible. So the reality of it is, production first and foremost is how you interact with the world right if you don't have enough money if you look at your bank accounts and you're left wanting then you're probably not functioning at the highest level of, of of a producer as you could possibly function and people in the world today they either interact in the world as a producer or as a consumer and oftentimes we do a little bit of both but it's your predominant way of interacting for example if i interact with the world as a consumer i'm evaluating the decisions i make based on how much things cost i'm Look, when I, whenever I have money, I don't keep it for very long. I, I take the money that I have and I, I either pay off the debts that I have or pay for the debts that I have, or I just go out and consume more money. I go trade my money for more things. And I'm constantly in this, what, what the world today calls as a rat race. I'm constantly running the treadmill of the rat race, trying to get enough money so I can spend money to get the next thing. But I, I constantly live in a state of not enough, a state of scarcity. And I make my decisions not based on how much uh, you know something costs, but if I can afford the payment on the thing, right? And this is how I interact with the world. And as a result, I never have enough money. I don't have enough money to take my family on vacation. I don't have enough money to pay my taxes. I don't have enough money to be able to retire or anything else. It's not enough. It's the world of scarcity. However, if I interact with the world as a producer, I'm constantly looking to solve problems. I'm constantly looking for ways to, in, to use my unique talents, my unique abilities to solve problems in the world. And as a result of solving problems in the world, I usually end up with more money, right? I end up with more money. And then as a producer, knowing that... <clears throat> I'm the, so I'm the source and creator of the, what I want in life. I have a stewardship over the money that I have. I have a sense of appreciation over the money that I have because I know what it took to earn it. And now I want to use that money to build and live a life that matters. Okay. So as a producer, the, the very first thing that you can and should invest in are your mindsets, your skill sets and or your network or a combination of those three things, right? And a lot of times this is manifested for people in their ability to make money or earn more money. And for example, for me, you know, when I graduated college, my, my very first starting salary out of college was $33,000. And it was so funny. I remember getting that first paycheck and I was so disenfranchised. I was so sad by that paycheck because I remember in college I had a I had a side hustle, right? And I was using the side hustle to pay my way through college. And it was pretty simple, right? I had a truck. I had two lawn aerators. And if you don't know what an aerator is, it's a big machine that pokes holes in your lawn. 
and it allows air to get down into the root system of your lawn and you grow a, a, a more healthy, uh, lush green lawn. And so here in the West, especially in Utah and Arizona, people love having their lawn aerated. And those big machines are super big and clunky. And if you don't have, uh, you know, someone that comes and cares for your lawn, you have to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and rent that machine or cart it back to your house and aerate the lawn and then take it back. And it's a pain in the neck. And so as a result, most people don't do it. And so all I did is I would go around the neighborhood and I would knock on people's doors and I would say, Hey, look on my truck, I have an aerator. I was aerating your neighbor's lawn down the road. And if you want, I'm right here right now. I can narrate your lawn. And man, I can't tell you, I would make so much money doing that because people didn't want to go through the inconvenience of doing it on their own. And so over time, I expanded that little side hustle by hiring on some of my local friends and bringing them on board. And I said, Hey, you go knock the doors. You keep 50% of what you, what you get. And I would hire high school kids to do this. And the, you know, me and two or three or four other kids would go out on the weekend and we'd make a couple thousand dollars. Right. And I remember when I graduated high school, I got that first paycheck and I thought to myself, man, this isn't very much money. I was making more money as a lawn aerator than I am with a college degree. But I resolved right then and there that I wanted to make more money. And so over the next couple of years, I doubled down on investing in my mindsets and my skill sets to be able to create more value in my career, right? How to manage people, how to take on bigger projects, how to manage a PL, how to be how to become a better salesman, all these different skills I, I started investing in. And the more I invested in my mindsets and skill sets, the more money I made. Okay. So this is the very first thing. This is when we talk about this idea of rising up and living free. It's truly taking on the accountability of becoming a producer and, and doubling down on investing in yourself. I believe, my friends, that this is the way that you develop financial certainty, right? Because outside of myself, I can't control the world around me. I can't. I don't know what's going to happen in the stock market. I don't know what's going to happen with taxes. I don't know what's going to happen with you know the, the world economy or anything like that. But I know if I'm a producer, I can use my skills, talents, and abilities to solve problems. That's really all it is. And in our modern economy, we use money as a way to symbolize the transaction that we make when we solve problems in the world. So if you want more money, learn how to create more value. And I think a lot of people stop. They just stop investing in themselves at some point in their life. Life, oftentimes after college thinking they've gone far enough and that their degree entitles them to be able to earn whatever, all the money that they want. So my friends, number one, in order for you to truly enjoy the, the fruits of financial freedom, you have to invest in your ability to produce. Okay. So that's number one. <clears throat> number two, you know, it's not in the long run, how we build financial abundance. Yes, it's about making money. It's about having this confidence that I can move from Utah to Arizona, from Arizona to Florida, from Florida to overseas, and I can use my ability, my skills and abilities to make money. That's that's skill set number one. That's financial IQ number one. But financial IQ number two, the way I build abundance in my life, the way I stabilize abundance in my life is I have to start to master the ability to keep the money that I'm making. And there's two components within protection. Okay. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about um, understanding money to start off this podcast. Okay. But number, number one, we have to understand that there are moochers and looters everywhere in the world. And if I have money, guess what? I put a bigger and a bigger and a bigger target on my back for those that want to take my money. The first thing that wants to take your money are taxes. And, you know, we've talked quite a bit about taxes. I'm not going to talk too much about them today, but, you know, understanding how to use the tax code in your favor to be able to keep more of your money. This is what protection is all about. Keeping my money safe and protected from taxes, from inflation, from litigation, from scammers, uh, from market volatility, from all of these things. Because oftentimes what happens to so many people is yes, they might get good or very, very good at making money, but they 
haven't mastered the the complementary skill set of keeping the money that they make. And as a result, oftentimes people end up riding a roller coaster. I've seen this so many times in in people inside of Cashflow Tactics as well as people inside of my family. Um, you know, I'll never forget my grandfather. Uh, he was a very, very skilled entrepreneur, but he rode a roller coaster. You know, as my mom would tell me all the stories of of growing up uh, with my grandfather, there were years where Christmas was just like this this extravagant thing where they had all the money in the world. They had a cabin, they had boats, they had all these all these things. But then a year or two later, they had lost everything, and they were in the poorhouse, right? And they went on this roller coaster over and over and over throughout their lives because my grandfather got really good at making money but never really figured out the art of keeping it. He would always take his money and spend it or take his money and invest it in something that he didn't understand and lose his money. And it was this constant up and down roller coaster. Now ask yourself this, have you ever ridden that roller coaster inside of your money? Do you make money? And then for the life of you, you don't know where to keep it, right? At the, I'm recording this podcast at the, at the beginning of a brand new year. Look back over your last year and ask yourself this very, very interesting question. How much money have you made in the last 12 months, right? And I bet you'll be surprised when you really sit down and add it all up. How much money have you made from side hustles, from your current employment, from uh, investment real estate or anything like that? Take a moment and add up all of the money that you've made from all of the different sources, okay? Then ask yourself how much money out of the money that you've made have you kept? And for most people, there's this stark, stark difference between the money they've made and the money that, that, that they've kept. And this is what forces people into, the, into a position where they try to hit it, you know, hit a home run, hit a grand slam when it comes to investing. They've kept so little of their money that what little money they have, they think they have to hit the lottery in their investing. And so they they get risky in their investing. Whereas if you can just figure out how to make money and keep it, then the game of investing becomes so much easier. Okay. So yes, number one, tax code. Number two, we, we talk about the vault and I'm going to be going into a deep dive on that at a future podcast. But the vault is the warehouse where we keep our money. It's the way that we use the tax code to our favor instead of deferring our taxes to the very thing we're saving for, which is a future stream of income, which is how most people invest. Most people invest in IRAs, which means they're kicking their tax liabilities to the future. We want to eliminate or reduce taxes in the present moment and not have to deal with bigger and bigger problems down the road. So making money, production, keeping money, protection. That's, that's skill set number two. Skill set number three is once we've mastered or once we've developed a level of proficiency inside of production and protection, then we can move on to profit, which is investing. Okay. Now, so many people, they come to cash flow tactics and we don't ever talk about investing to, to, to start off with. And this frustrates some people because they think that's the thing that is going to unlock their success. They think that's the thing that's going to help them become financially free. When in reality, if you haven't mastered production and protection, investing will exacerbate the problems that you're already facing. It'll make the problems worse and it'll Make your ride on the roller coaster that much more dramatic. So the third element is is prosper, not prosper, but it's profit. It's turning the money that we have into cash flow. Okay, and I want you to think about it this way. Okay, and we talked a lot about this on the podcast that Brad and I did just a few episodes ago, where we broke down the financial freedom formula. But what is the definition of success when it comes to investing? What, how do we measure a win when it comes to investing? And most people think that you measure a win based on having more money in your account than you started off with, right? It's this whole measurement based on your net worth. And while net worth might point you in the right direction of whether or not you're being a good steward over money or not, net worth is not the measurement of success for all of us no matter if you if we want to coin it as retirement or financial freedom it's the same thing we want to convert 
the money that we've made and the money that we've kept into a stream of income that we cannot outlive. That is what gives us the freedom to be able to retire. That is what gives us the freedom to own and control our time. So the third element is finding and choosing the right assets that deliver the most predictable streams of income. This is where the financial freedom formula comes into play 100%. It's focusing the money that we have and converting the money that we have into cash flow, period, right? That's the entire game of profiting. It's turning the money that we've kept into a stream of income. And then it's being able to uh, mitigate that, that stream of income from things like taxes, from things like inflation, knowing how long the stream of income is going to last, knowing how predictable that stream of income is on a month-by-month -month basis. It's really refining the skill set, the mindset and the skill set of converting money into cash flow, okay? That's that's profiting. Uh, that's, that's, uh, yeah, profiting. The fourth one is prosper, okay? And prosper is how we bring all of these three elements together because at the end of the day, making money, keeping money, and converting money that we've kept into cash flow, those are all very, very relevant things to becoming financially free. But at the end of the day, I want you to ask yourself this question. Um, what do you want in your life? If you woke up tomorrow and money was not the primary reason that you made the, the choices and decisions that you make, what would change about your life? Would you go to the same job? Would you travel to the same locations? Would you hang out with the same people? Would you eat the same type of food, live in the same location? Think about these elements because at the end of the day, this is what money's all about. And for a lot of people, they put off the, the, the thought around this type of conversation because it sounds too expensive, right? And, and thinking about these things, oftentimes are what get people into trouble, right? They can't afford the things today. And so they put th those things on, on credit card. They get themselves into a whole world of, of trouble where they live in debt. They, they're chasing after payments and they're chasing the lifestyle that they want instead of empowered to live that lifestyle using money as a tool. So prospering is about how to align the money that you have with the values that you have and how to use your money in a way to build and live a life that matters today. Not deferring that life and waiting with your fingers crossed to retirement, but how to build the plan that puts you on track for financial freedom in the long run, but giving yourself permission to live wealthy in the moment. And for me, my friends, you know, I, I thought in the beginning that, you know, when I had enough cash flow, when I had enough real estate, when I had enough money in vaults, then I would give myself permission to do the things that I wanted to do. Where on the flip side, you know, well, actually, before I go on the flip side, you know, when, when I did that, it was this, it was constantly like pushing a rock uphill, right? It was this constant sacrifice and, and that sacrifice and that goalpost of success kept moving further and further out. And I never gave myself permission to spend any of the money that I had. I was kind of like Scrooge McDuck, right? And, and I, you know, money would, would, didn't bring me happiness. It wasn't a source of fulfillment for me. Money was this thing to be, you know, hoarded and to be, it was this scarcity thing and there was never enough. But on the flip side, as I started to invest in a way that said, okay, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to double down and invest on my production or my protection or, or buy the next piece of real estate. And I, as I did that, I would attach an award, like some type of a reward to it. Sometimes I might go on a trip. I might give myself permission to, you know, divert some of my money to saving for a new house that I wanted to live in. You know, maybe I'd, I'd buy an off-road vehicle, you know, after I did this successfully for a year or two, but I would, I would attach some type of reward to it. And sometimes the rewards are big. Sometimes they were small. But the more I started to live a life that mattered today, the more drive, the more ambition, the more um, excitement I found inside of my game plan. I started to feel the effects of living wealthy today. And this drove me to want to be a better producer, to want to be better at protecting my money and to be better at investing my money to sustain the life I was living and to build a better life ongoing. And so 
produce, protect, profit, and prosper. When you put all four of these together, this is what it means to be financially powered. It's knowing how to use money, how to keep the money that we have, how to convert the money that we have into cash flow, and how to live a wealthy life. This is what cash flow tactics stands on. These are the four tenets that if you can master each one of these four, then you will be financially empowered. And for me, my friends, I double down on these four areas all the time. And I realize that I have to become a different version of myself in order to step into the reality, the next reality that I want to step into as a producer, as a protector of my money, as someone who can create cash flow and someone who's living a, uh, an abundant and wealthy life. I have to constantly invest in my mindsets and my skill sets and my connections to be able to do that. So my friends, over the next several podcasts, like I said, I'm going to be diving into the core elements of of our strategy to help you understand not just the mindsets, but the skill sets, not just the, the principles, but how to tactically apply those principles in your life with your money. But today, I wanted to give you the framework of production, protection, profiting, and prospering, and understanding that money, the rules of money have changed. And if you, are, if you find yourself stuck, you have to invest in your financial IQ and your financial intelligence to understand that the game of money has changed. All you have to do, it's whether it's fair or not, that's irrelevant, right? Whether we agree with the debt that the that the government is taking on, whether we agree with the the you know crippling effects of inflation or not, you know, I can't, I we can't make a moral judgment on that, right? I mean, whether we agree with it or not, the the facts are what they are. Those are the rules of the game, and if I understand them, then I can choose to play by the rules of the game that I did not create those rules, but I can choose to play by the rules to get the results that I want, and that's my invitation to you, my friends is understanding that the rules of the game of money have changed. That in order for you to get what you want, you have to understand those new rules. You have to invest in your financial intelligence and being able to apply that financial intelligence, building your financial IQ in production, protection, profiting, and prospering. So my friends, this is the Rise Up Live Free podcast. It is your one-stop shop for all things financial freedom and to truly live an abundant life, to truly live a life that matters to you right now, to not leave a legacy, but live a legacy. So my friends, join me on the next podcast. We will start talking more tactically around the principles of how to become financially free in 10 years or less, and we'll go from there. We'll see you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.